Cape Talk, Plan B with Rebecca Davis. Who I haven't seen in a minute, as my brother would say. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Africa. I still don't know what in a minute means, by the way, or why <laughs> that indicates that I haven't seen you in a long time. It seems counterintuitive. It's like when people say, what do they say? Um, I couldn't care less. And yet you I care. I couldn't care less. Oh, and yet you don't care. Which means the same thing. <laughs> I could, I couldn't care less both mean I do not care. Were you in the National Assembly yesterday? I was briefly. Um, I was buzzing around the parliamentary precinct and then I exited before, um, before, I, I exited mid swearing in. Okay. So sort of somewhere between Tito Mboweni missing his swearing in and Tito managing to get sworn in with the EFF. I was about to say it was actually quite cute having him line up next to the EFF cadres in their overalls, obviously. It, it and was. one or two of them being kind enough to extend a hand and saying, <laughs> hello, <laughs> minister. It's lovely for you to finally show up. <laughs> I was expecting a routine day mm-hmm. where we'll take a long time waiting for these 400 people to be sworn in 10 at a time and then there would be a candidate put forward, Tandi Modise, for Speaker of mm-hmm. uh, National Assembly, and that will go through, mm-hmm. and then the deputy, and then the president, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting Didi Mabuza to indicate a few hours before mm-hmm. the swearing-in was to start that I will postpone mine. Thank you very much. Isn't that interesting? And I think, honestly, any political analyst who tells you conclusively that they understand what that's about is lying because what is going on there, Africa? Didi Mabuza, as we know, nicknamed the cat, is not given to rash and whimsical decisions about his political future. No. So there's two options, basically. One is that this, between the withdrawal of Mabuza and the former environmental affairs minister, Nomvula Mokonyane, that both of those withdrawals somehow speak to President Cyril Ramaphosa having made the move sufficiently clear in the indication that they are to be moved out of cabinet or that their political futures are dire, that they are voluntarily stepping aside. The alternative interpretation is that this is entirely from Mabuza himself, in which case I think it suggests that there is a much longer game at play here. And if I were Ramaphosa in that case, I would be worried I would be worried, Africa, because Didi Mabuza is the man who we know from, unfortunately, the New York Times reporting, among other sources, that have really ran in Pumalanga as a personal fiefdom. He's accused of crimes, you know, leading up to murder, basically, involvement in political assassinations. I think you would rather have that man in the fold than outside it. If you have Didi Mabuza as the fairly meaningless deputy president role, at least you can keep an eye on him. But if Mabuza is now out in the political wilderness... Turning to other exiles, and I think we know who the other exiles are in this context, our former president, Jacob Zuma, perhaps even the ANC Secretary General, Ace Magashule. If there's some kind of a coalition of the alienated building up there and Mabuza is becoming part of it, that is not a prospect that I think Ramaphosa should welcome. But they dislike Mabuza in Intensely following what happened in Nazareth, obviously, because they were banking on his backup and they would have had Ngozazana Daminizuma now being sworn in as president of the republic and Jacobson would have finished his term. But that didn't happen because Didi Mabuza decided to, to switch sides at the 11th hour, effectively. That's right. Always, always pulling the moves on us, <laughs> Always. <laughs> I, let me tell you the theory I like. Mm. The theory I like is that uh, one, Didi Mabuza, I don't know, in the dead of night realizes, you know what? The law is going to go after Ace Mahashule, and after Ace Mahashule, it's me. Mm-hmm. So let me 
bear the presidency mm-hmm. of the embarrassment of having to ask me to leave because I've got some legal issues I have to attend to. And if, as Sam Kokeli in a piece in the Daily Maverick, for example, says this is a mathematician at heart who's saying, ultimately, my goal is to be the president in 10 years' time. Let me deal with my nonsense now, get it out of the way, and then lay the ground for what would be a deputy presidency in the second term mm-hmm. of Cyril, which then obviously prepares him to be the president of the country. Mm-hmm. And coupled with that, the theory that says, well, Esma Hashule is like he doesn't care. He, he, he will try and undercut Cyril Ramaphosa in any and every way possible, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that on the floor of the election results center in Pretoria, yes. amongst other places. So if you have Didi Mabuza returning to Lutuli House, they don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Mabuza then becomes the guy who looks over the shoulder of, of, of Esma Hashule mm-hmm. and reminds him, Dear man, this is the goal. Mm-hmm. This is what we need to achieve as mm-hmm. the party in government. So that theory, which I agree is more pleasing in some regards than the alternatives, is premised on the idea that Didi Mabuza is not actually going to end up in jail, that the NPA is not going to move against mm. Mabuza and find sufficient evidence to get him behind a jail cell. And if I were Mabuza, I would be distinctly concerned that that was a possibility, raising the question of why you would give up your ostensible political protection at this stage. To face that, unless you genuinely believe you are, you know, impermeable to that kind of offence from the law, or if you, if you have a, a, a longer game, that in some way, that you that you believe yourself to be safe mm. in another way. I don't know. The more immediate question, though, is what does the president do come, oh, I don't know, Sunday afternoon, Mm. perhaps, when he's going to call a press conference and announce his cabinet? His deputy president. So this is the question. All indications are that the president is preparing to appoint a woman in the deputy president position, possibly as a result also of the the gender imbalance in the premier picks, as always, for the NC. So the three names that we're being we, – okay, we're also hearing Paul Mashatila, which I think is such a wild card suggestion that I really don't give it much credence. So then we're hearing the names of Kosozana Dlaminizuma, we're hearing the name of Naledi Pando, and we're hearing the name of Lindy Westisulu. Those are the three front runners we're he- hearing for deputy president. What do you make of those picks offhand? Well – Another reason why Paul Mashatile is such a long, long, long call is because he's not even a member of parliament. He was in the gallery yesterday. He wasn't sworn in as a member of parliament. And we know the constitution states that the deputy presidency has to be a member of the National Assembly in order for them to, to, to play that role. Of those three ladies, I, my favorite is Dr. Naledi Pando. There, there's a grace, there's a, there's a, an integrity, there's a, a hardworking principle in her that uh, is really second to none. Lindy Wasisulu would be a glamorous choice, both <laughs> literally and figuratively. Mm. She certainly has a right surname. Uh, she enjoys, obviously, quite a bit of support within within the ANC. Is she a uniting factor? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Whereas Nadia Pando, as much as she was named by Sir Ramaphosa in the build-up to um, uh, to Nasrec, mm-hmm. because he was frustrated with Lindy were not wanting to pull out of the of the game, mm-hmm. so he went ahead and said, "Well, these are my preferred six, and included Nadia Pando." She's not really in any faction. I really don't get a sense. She she's all about the ANC and serving the people of South Africa. And Gosazana Lamini Zuma has had some efficiencies in running the departments she did when she was Ministries of Health, of Foreign Affairs, of Home Affairs. Um, and she would actually be quite 
decent in running an efficient government or helping Sora Maposa run an efficient mm. government. And she has shown her loyalty in the last year and a bit she's been in the presidency. I think that's all true. There's no sense that Lamini Zuma has been quietly leading an oppositional flank to Ramaphosa. She's been carrying out those meetings with business leaders on Cyril's behalf. I think she definitely has run trust. And I think as as deputy president, she would probably do, as you say, a perfectly respectable job. The question is, of course, in terms of the ANC traditions and obviously with Mabuza's taking himself out of the question. We're now dealing with uncharted territory. But the tradition has always been that the deputy becomes the president. So the question is, when you're looking at these three women candidates as well, who would you like to see as president? Of the republic. Because My that is word. when I do, then I think I don't want Nkosa Zanad Lamine Zuma as, as the president. She's dreadfully boring. <laughs> <laughs> as in, to listen to. Uh, she, she will not be able to, to, to lead an address and have... Tens of thousands of people in a, in a stadium and having millions more listening and, you know, be inspired to, to a vision. I really, yeah. I, for me, she's not that. Um, Naledi Pando speaks incredibly well. I mean, she was, um, uh, was it the, the, the debate on the state of the nation address delivered by mm-hmm. Sora Ramaphosa last year? And she was the, the sweeping, um, sort of speaker. I think that's what they call it in, yes. in parliamentary terms. And she was amazing. I remember thinking, if this woman is not in cabinet, I, I'm worried about Sora Ramaphosa. And of course she was and in higher education. And there's a part of me, by the way, that wants her to stay in higher education because mm. she's going to be very good for that portfolio. Mm. Um, and Lindy Wasisulu, well, is Lindy Wasisulu. She's a wild, a bit of more of a wild card than the other two. Yeah. It must be said, Lindy Wasisulu. She is, as you say, perhaps not the most unifying figure. She's attracted some degree of controversy in the past. There was a private jet scandal involving expenses. And then of late, of course, she has won the criticism of basically the entire state of Israel, the Jewish Board of Deputies, etc., who claims that she is the number one enemy of Israel in South Africa. Mm. That is Lindy Wesesulu. So whether Cyril could have had um, his ear swayed also by some of his businessmen friends in that regard is 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 a possibility. Now, Lady, now Lady Panda, what she has, I would say, going for mainly, as you say, is that elder stateswoman yes. gravitas. I think you're right. She's not a controversial figure. Uh, in fact, the only blot on her copybook I can think of over the last few years is that she was Minister of Home Affairs during the Gupta landing at yeah. Vatikluf in 2013. Yeah. But beyond that, you can't accuse her. You cannot pin any wrongdoing, any corruption on her. And she does, you know, for me, she's a headmistress figure in the National Assembly as well. She's somebody who is listened to and respected. The question is whether she would have what it takes also to lead a unified NC into the future. Mm. Let's ask you, 021-446-0567, of those three female Possibly members of cabinet, of course, we're going to find out on Sunday. Um, Lamini Zuma, Dr. Naledi Pando, and Lindy Wesiselu. Who would you like to see as not only the deputy president to Sir Ramaphosa, mm. but as the next president of the country? Mm. So after Sir, after hopefully what will be 10 years of his administration, who would you like to see after succeeding him of those three, uh, women, um, politicians? Give me a call in 021-446-0567. So it turns out this notion that human sons with meddling moms is well is an issue i suppose but we're not unique we're not unique so if you are a son of a mother who tends to get a little too involved in your love life for instance you are not alone this is also very much the case turns out for bonobo apes <laughs> it's so i didn't know this 
Africa. But it turns out that bonobos be getting it on all the time. 75% of bonobo sex is for pleasure, which really makes them quite unique in the animal kingdom. In fact, here's a quote. Even the mere discovery of a new food source is enough to spark a wave of communal sexual activity. So literally any excuse. Drop of a hat. They are just going for it. All of them. And the mothers really get involved when the sons are picking mates and when the son when m- mates are potentially interested in the sons so they've been observed that they form coalitions with their sons to help them acquire high dominance rank they protect their sons mating from interference with other males so they're there <laughs> patrolling to make sure that the other males don't, don't and sometimes they will even go to another male who's mating and try and mess that up so their son can get in there. Oh These word. are the true meddling mothers of the animal kingdom, more even than humans. And you know what? George is wondering, what has my mom <laughs> been doing up until now? <laughs> this is the payoff. These strategies pay off. It's, the research shows that males who in the bonobo kingdom who had a mother who was present, engaging in this kind of behavior, were three times more likely to produce offspring and rise to the top. Than males who didn't. So if you are a mother out there, you've received the strongest possible validation for continuing (laughs) to meddle. Rebecca, thank you very much. I should say, Dr. Naledi Pando has received all of the votes so far. 100% of the votes coming in uh, for Dr. Naledi Pando to be not only deputy president, but a future president of the ANC. Your calls, 021-446-0567. Rebecca is back next week Thursday with Plan B and John Matham.